Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in with Homes and Loans. I'm super excited. This is Tierra speaking. Um, and I have with me Crystal. Hello, everyone. How are everyone doing? Yes, honey. So we're, we're just super excited. The only reason why we're excited is because that we um, had some great feedback um, when we did our Zoom online courses with some of you guys. And, you know, the one thing that was presented was, hey, you guys should have a podcast. Um, I'm on the go all the time. And sometimes I forgot the information that you guys presented to us during those online classes. So this was another opportunity for people to listen, not only to listen to the information, but just get more informative when they make a home buying decision, because, you know, that's a big purchase. Um, so we're just so happy to help you guys. Uh, I just want to say we are licensed professionals providing information to the public that have a duty and obligation to present factual information and statements regarding real estate and loan programs. Please be advised, the information presented are true based on individual education and personal experiences. So today we are talking about renting versus owning a home. Should you rent or should you buy a house? So, you know, we just want to get right into it. So let's just talk about renting for a little bit. Um, So, Crystal, you know, uh, what are some things that are advantages of renting? Okay, thanks. It depends on what type of person you are. Um, Owning and renting each have their own advantages, but what's best for you depends on your own circumstances. So advantage of renting is you have no responsibility for maintenance or repairs. As a renter, you're not responsible for home maintenance or repair costs. So for instance, if a toilet backs up, a pipe bursts, or an appliance stops working, you don't have to call an expensive repair person. You just have to call your landlord or superintendent. Yeah, that is so true. You know, uh, when I used to rent, that was one of the things, you know, I was worried about, you know, as a single person, my first apartment, I'm like, okay, I can do this. You know, I can afford, you know, the rent. Thank God, you know, I didn't have to worry about plumbing. I didn't have to worry about, you know, changing something now, a filter, you know, that was all included. So, yeah, that was a great point. And what, and what are some other ones that like renting, purchasing a home? Okay, uh, renting a home, you mean? Oh, just renting. I mean, yeah, you can rent a home too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Some of the other advantage of renting a home is relocating is easy. When you rent, relocating for work is easier, less time consuming, and potentially less costly. That's why renters who change jobs often uh, typically rent until their professional lives are stabilized. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. um, I know for a fact, uh, you know, some people, like you said, they have a job or their job requires them to travel sometimes. Yeah. They have to be in a certain area for a certain amount of time. So that's, you know, their freedom of being able, that flexibility to be able to leave at any given moment. Uh, And then, you know, on top of that, they have the uh, opportunity to even extend their lease. Exactly. Um, So they had the opportunity to do that. So let's say they had a three month 
uh, situation is like, oh, I have to be here another two months. They had that flexibility to do that. So yeah, right. that's, a great, that's a great point. Yeah. I know. So I'm not going to really stick on all the advantage of renting because this is a homes and loans podcast. Yes. yes. So we are going to tackle disadvantage of renting. Ooh. Oh God. Don't yeah. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the number one disadvantage of renting is you're not building any equity. Yeah. Unless you're a party, unless you you are party to rent-to-own agreement or part of a rent-to-own agreement, I'm sorry, every dollar you pay in rent is gone forever. So that means that you're not building up any equity in your property because you know what? You don't own it. That is true. Now, can you elaborate more what equity is for some of our listeners out there? Not a lot of people may know exactly what that means okay so equity is this it's the remainder pay or equity is this when you own a home unlike renters homeowners they build up equity over time so therefore it's the remainder pays down its principal so your lender which our lender specialist stacy will get into the amortization schedule so every dollar you put towards your loan principal, it represents a dollar of equity. So, oh, for, okay. yeah, so, and, and that would be another class. We want to talk, we will elaborate more on equity, but for just remember every dollar you put towards your loan principal, it represents a dollar uh, equity, actually ownership of the property. So once you reach a 20% equity, or 80% loan to value, you can tap that equity through a home equity loan, which is, that's a Stacy question. And okay. I'm not going to really get into that. So just remember when you're a uh, purchase, when you're renting a home, I mean, renting a home apartment, whatever, you're not building any equity up. Mm, gotcha. So it's pretty much you saying like, um, when it comes to equity, uh, as far as when it comes to renting, you're pretty much putting value into the property that you don't even own. Exactly. Wow. And you're making your landlord rich on top of that. Wow. He's the one getting equity built up. So you think of it like this. A lot of people that Tierra and I run across, we run across a lot of uh, clients that want to rent a home instead of an apartment. So therefore they're renting a home, they're paying all this high cost of rent, 2000 because they want a single family home. So it's going to be about 1800 and 2000 or up. But think of it like this, that owner that you're renting from, he still owned that own home. So therefore you building up equity for him so therefore he exactly. can pull that equity out, purchase another home, get a second home, get a beach home or whatever the case may be. While you, you just making him rich. Wow. And I'm glad you touched on that because, you know, I, I do hear a lot of myths about purchasing a home um, because when you stated about um, putting equity into another um, home, not everybody understands that you don't necessarily have to have a big down payment in purchasing a home. 
the fact that you can just, uh, as you say, pull, go to your bank or mortgage company lender, and mm-hmm. you can actually get money from them and you can purchase another home. Now let's talk about that. So that was, that is one myth I get all the time from clients. It's like, Hey, look, listen, I can't afford a down payment or the closing costs. Like, so what do you say to them in, in that instance? Okay. So the number one myth, myth is this. A lot of people, especially a lot of clients, they think they need 20% down, which mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. So and you heard it. You may hear that, oh, I can't buy this home because I need 20% down, which is not true. FHA loans require only 3.5% down. So exactly. therefore, that's it. 3.5% down of the sale price of your home. So for instance, let's say if you're if you're looking for a house that's two hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You had to to 35. So on a two hundred thousand dollar home, 3.5% is $7,000 that you need just to put down. That's it. That's only one part of it. The rest you do need closing costs, but we're not talking about that right now. We're only talking about down payment. So that myth is not true. You do not need 20% down to put down on a house. Right. And like you said, that's just FHA. There's times where you may qualify for a USDA loan where you probably don't even need a down payment. Exactly. At all. And, and a lot of people don't know that. Of course, you know, there's some requirements and stipulations into getting that. However, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is not one loan product out there, you guys. Like, there's Absolutely. so many opportunities to purchase a home. And, you know, same thing with the veteran, veteran loan. You know, you don't need 20% down. Most instances, in that case, same thing, 0%. Yes. And, and, and it all depends, to... again, it depends on, you know, your credit and all of that, but we'll get into that later. But yes. we just want to educate you guys, like purchasing a home is a great thing. And also, though, another thing that we've, um, well, I've came across, and I'm sure you did too, Crystal, where it's like, okay, well, yeah, uh, okay, I got the $7,000 payment, but I don't know, my mortgage is you know, payment is going to go up. Like, and I, don't want, is- I don't want my mortgage payment to go up because my girlfriend, she had a payment, a thousand dollar payment. And then the next year her payments were $1,500. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, what could have been some possible scenarios that could have happened that caused her friend to have a thousand dollar payment to a $1,500 payment a month for mortgage. Because uh, the only thing I can think of is like a balloon payment type situation. And that will be a Stacy question. Yes, honey, ding, ding, ding. I question, am not getting into that. <laughs> That's why we have our specialist lender. So I'm not getting into that. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a so for you guys going. out there, yes. when we, we mention Stacy right now, she's very busy. That's a busy one but she's very informative super sweet she's yes. like our go-to guru when it comes to home mortgages 
And every time we have a question when it comes to a mortgage, we know we kind of say, oh, let's, let's go to Stacy and see what, what she says, you know. So if Absolutely. you hear us say Stacy throughout this episode, that's why. <laughs> and that will be a Stacy a Stacy question. Stacy question. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have to like put a patent on that. Trade yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a Stacy question. That's a Stacy question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number two of disadvantage of renting is no federal tax benefits. What is that? Mm. While homeowners can deduct property taxes and mortgage interest on their federal income tax return, mm. renters eh, nope. are not eligible for that. You for sure any housing-related federal tax credit or deductions. That is so true. Like, How do you write that off? I mean, you may, you know, there is a section in your taxes that you can write off your moving expenses if it was because of a job or something like that. However, you can't write off your, your payment your rental payment. No. You can't do no. that. But guess who can write off that payment? Ding, your ding, landlord. ding, ding. Your landlord. Your landlord can write. Money. They're making money on you twice. They're getting Absolutely. money from you from the payment, rental payment, monthly payment. And yeah. they're getting a tax advantage off of you. And you know who else can write off that payment? Who? A home buyer. Oh, okay. You, yes. Y'all have all the tax benefits. Several tax benefit cater exclusively to home buyers. Yep, exactly. So you have a federal tax deduction. If you itemize your federal income tax, you can deduct your property taxes mm. and the interest paid on your mortgage, reducing your overall income tax burden substantially. Wow. So this particular benefit, those in higher tax brackets as well. So that's one of the things that you can do as a homeowner that you cannot do as a renter. Yep, that's exactly correct. And then also, since some of you guys are first-time home buyers, you can even write off your down payment and closing costs. Yes. Like, yes. And you can only do that the first year. You can't do that, you know, yes. 10 years down the line, you know. But that first year, you can write all of that off. Now, guess what you about to get with your refund check, okay? Exactly. Possibly exactly. another house, or you can fix up the current one you had. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. There you go. Number three, that disadvantage for renters is limited control over ongoing housing calls. Oh, my God. Don't so, get me started on that one. I know. So unless you live in a rent control building, your landlord has the ability to raise your rent once your current lease expires. Rental, rental property owners raise rents to match rent increase elsewhere in the market to compel current tenants to vacate the premises rather than sign a new lease and for many other reasons. So altogether, what we're trying to say is your landlord basically have control of you and can raise your rent anytime. Unless you live in a rent control building, which you hear a lot of, like in New York, a lot oh, of those yeah. places, a lot of those buildings, I'm sorry, apartments, if you've been living here for 20 years, you've been grandfathered in, in a rent control, but anywhere else, I'm quite sure a lot of you listeners, if you've been renting for a long time, you see that price go up. 
Yeah, that's not good. I don't like when prices go up. I don't even like when gas prices go up, okay? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, you guys, so just, just the mere fact that somebody controlling you, like your finances and your well-being, like, do you want that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. Renting is great. Don't get me wrong. It's a great starting point when you, um, especially if you're trying to go out on your own, you know, you're young. Um, however, a point in time, you know, you want to make some type of investments in your future. And why not purchase a home doing that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's do it. Number so, four. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm four. sorry. Oh, no, you good. Number four. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> Number four is, you know what? You can't design your apartment or your house like you want it. Meaning, let's say, you know what? I want to rip this carpet up that the landlord has and put down linoleum flooring, wood floor, or I want to paint this wall, this color, or what have you. You really can't do that with a rental property. That's true. And even if, and if you can, they require you to paint it back the same way that you that when you moved in, unless if you don't, they will keep your security deposit. Right. And of course, you know, this does not apply um, persons of, um, with disabilities. Exactly. That's a, that's a different scenario. You know, exactly. um, you, you can alter uh, in a, um, a place of residence, apartment, or with a private landlord, as long as as long as they're reasonable. But we're talking about as far as just in general speaking, um, yes. you cannot make those type of adjustments Absolutely. with the landlord. Now, let's just say your landlord says, "Oh yeah, you can do that. You can rip these carpets up." But guess what? You're giving them more equity on their house. Exactly. You just. You just just changing the flooring in a house can increase the home by like, I don't know, let me say what, $3,000. Let's say the carpet was $1,500 to install. You just increased it up to $3,000. Just doing Exactly. That. And you can't exactly. even take the carpet with you when you leave. Isn't exactly. that something? That is something. Why is that? You know, I mean, and you have so many people that uh, it's, I guess that's a different segment, but you know, they have to live in this bland house with red <laughs> carpet and, you know, and they try to decorate it according to the landlord taste. Mm-hmm. But when you're buying a home and when you are a homeowner, you have more creativity freedom. Yes. Meaning that as a homeowner, you're decorating your DAY DIY projects, do-it-yourself projects, any home improvement. So you can paint that wall, add new bathroom fixtures, update your kitchen, or hey, finish your basement or build a patio deck to your heart content. Okay. That is the wonderful things of owning, uh, purchasing your own home. Yes, indeed. And I'm with that. I love, like, for example, where I live, you know, I already painted the walls. You know, mm-hmm. the floors, and I didn't even have to worry about like, okay, I gotta paint these back. No, they're staying until my taste change. You know, yes. When I do my little, you know, I'm like, all right, this is my one phase. I might go through another phase. You know, a couple of years down the line, but at least I know it's mine, and nobody it's can true. tell me what to do. Oh, girl, you have to tell them 
the first time that <laughs> the first time that we came into that Yakado, y'all. Yes. Woo! Oh, you know, I can't wait to talk about my condo, and that's that's a whole nother episode. Okay, so, but that's but, that's that's a but, simple. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. She owns her house, yes. but when, if she didn't, and that carpet, the first oh, time, honey, oh, Jesus, that was this is that's gonna be a funny story. So y'all might want to tune in for that. Exactly. For real. Like I'm gonna tell you the whole process. <laughs> And you have to tell that story too. And number five of just home buying, you know, owning your home, owning your own home is just a sense of belonging to a community. Yes. You know, it, it feels great knowing that you are a homeowner and in your community, you putting down roots, you know, yes. in your community, you know, that renters is really hard for them to put down because you can stay there, renter. You know they they come and go. People only sign a year lease, so you might try. You might get familiar and friendly with your neighbor as a renter, and then the next thing you know, they're leaving. Hey, I only signed a year, so see you later. Now you have to try to get reacquainted with another new neighbor. While with a homeowner, you don't have that big turnaround because homes are an investment. So yeah. therefore you will feel that sense of community, your local neighborhood association, block parties or national nights out or volunteers or community centers or anything. You really will feel that sense of belonging when you are a homeowner. Exactly. And, and you know, just being in a neighborhood like, I don't know about y'all, but I know um, growing up, I knew all my neighbors around me, and and they always had the tea for me, okay? They'll tell you mm -hmm. what's going on in the community, um, you know, what's happening with who, what lawn maintenance people are, are coming around. And, and, and that's also another thing, too, like, with renting, like you said, Crystal, it's kind of hard to get to know somebody when they're only there for like a year or a couple months absolutely and then on top of that you know um you don't have a sense of like you know just being neighborly you know like hey how you doing you know you might see people passing by you know when they walk when they um have their children outside at the park mm -hmm. or what have you but you don't really know them you know so that's another advantage of owning a home. Absolutely. Now, I just want to touch base on some myths here. Like, like at the beginning, we've talked about some myths, but mm -hmm. I feel like some renters, they want to own a home, but for some reason, they have this preconceived notion that there's certain things that stop them. Like, for example, their uh, student loans are preventing them from buying a home. Not true. Not true mm -hmm. at all. I have student loans and it did not prevent me from purchasing a home. Now, it depends when purchasing a home, the amount of debt that you may have. So, but, you know, again, that's, that's a Stacy, that's a Stacy <laughs> question. <laughs> that's a Stacy question, but we just wanted to touch on that. So yeah, student loans will not prevent you from purchasing a home at all. Absolutely. 
And and then another myth is, you know, your credit score. I hear this all the time. Oh, I got to have my credit score at 700 or more mm-hmm. to get a house. And you said, Crystal, earlier, uh, you just need a 620 for a first-time homebuyer's mortgage. Exactly. Exactly. With and, a FHA. Right. That's all you need. That's all you need, you guys. And let me touch on the mortgage payment just a little bit. Yes. So, like you said, Crystal, that the rental payment, the landlord or property management company can have that um, opportunity to raise your rents at any given moment when your lease is up. Mm-hmm. And it it could be any amount. It could be from like $10. And I even heard from like 2 to $300. And I'm yes. like, that is ridiculous. You know, like that's that's ridiculous. Now, as far as mortgage payment, now when it comes to a fixed rate mortgage, mm-hmm. fixed rate, you know, because there's other rates out there, but we're talking about fixed rate. Your mortgage payment itself does not go up. Absolutely. It, it does, does not, not go up. Okay, you guys. So these are a couple myths I just wanted to touch on because I'm like, there's a lot of people that want a home. And like you said, they want to feel that sense of community and, and also a sense of establishment. Yes. That, you know, okay, I feel established. You know, I got my thing going on. I got I got my, you know, I got a new job, new car. Now you just want that house, you know? And what better way than to go ahead and get it? Absolutely. It, it's just that it just overall, it's just a great, not only is it a great opportunity. It's a great investment. And as you heard Crystal earlier, hey, when you build, pretty much when you stay in your home for like, you know, a couple of years, you can actually go back to your lender and say, hey, I want to take some money out Mm -hmm. and purchase another home and rent out the one that you have. And then you could become the landlord and and have someone else pay you and you can build your equity up while you have someone else paying your mortgage exactly so you guys i hope this was very informational for you no you forgot to do the fall and winter are bad times to buy as a myth oh snap yeah let's go ahead and get into that <laughs> let's get into that we can yes. edit that out Yes, and I don't, everybody, I have everybody, and maybe because of fall and winter, you know, when when it's fall and winter time, nine times out of ten, people do not want to come outside because it's cold, it can be snowing, it's just, it gets dark faster, you know, it's like, it's getting dark at four o'clock. And yeah. it's like, uh, I don't feel like, you know, when it gets dark, it's just on your body, you just want to get into relax mode. I but most of all, yeah, you want to stay home. It's cold. <laughs> you don't want to bundle up and go look at a house. But most of all, when the fall and winter, you have a lot of holidays. You have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and you, you have a New Year's Eve. So a lot of people think, ah, oh, fall and winter's are bad times to buy, which is not true. And many people think that spring is the best time of the year to buy. But in reality, too many buyers is competing for limiting housing. So what does that do? That make the housing cost goes up. Yeah. 
so exactly so therefore in the fall and winter your inventory especially for starter homes is on that peak especially in october because more inventory means less competition and therefore more time to do inspection and consider the home before putting an offer on it so therefore you have less competition in the fall and when it's less competition your inventory price is going to go is going to drop exactly you want to have more competition in the spring so these builders and you know homeowners and you know, when we do our comps as a real estate agent, we're going to say, hey, this house down the road sold for such and such because of it's springtime. Everybody want to buy. So that's one of the myths that fall and winter are bad times to buy, which that is so much of the myth. I'd rather for you, if you are listeners um, looking for a home, hey, Tierra and I is available for the fall and winter and don't have to worry about competition. Yes. And then also you don't realize what the seller is going through at the time either, because I know for a mere fact, some sellers, again, let's say they're, they have to travel for their job and their next position. They have to leave before January 1st. Like, look, I have to sell my home um before January 1st and that's the opportunity for you and your agent us Absolutely. you know that we can help you negotiate that negotiate Absolutely. the price of the house and in some instances you know some people they want to move in before Christmas or before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving so they can celebrate their home with their family for the first time before the year is out and you know that's a that's another perk too for purchasing a home in the fall winter time you know Absolutely. it could be in your advantage because of the seller what what is the seller's motive now what yeah. about is is it cheaper to buy a fixer upper i know you get that that's oh my too. gosh Woo, child, that's a whole it's other, a cheaper to buy a fixer upper that's a segment by itself but um it depends but, yeah but it all ultimately depends on what the buyer is trying to do, I should as, say. As um, well as yeah. if the buyer is a handyman. So buying a fixer a buying a fixer upper can make a financial sense if the deal is right. Yeah. Or if you want to do all the work for yourself, meaning if you're handy. But yeah. if you're not that handy and if you're not doing, you have to uh, outsource that work to a contractor, then your renovations will outweigh your savings. And then you go, you thinking that, oh, it's cheap. I bought the house for cheap. But in actuality, you really can pay for that fixer upper the same price as if you went into Tierra and I would have found you a house that was perfect meaning you don't need to fix this fix that all you have to do is probably of course paint or we can find you a new construction house yeah and fixer upper you know that could mean a lot of things for different people um for example if you're one of those people like you know you want to get into the you know flipping business or you want to um turn a house into like a rental property you know your your motivation might be different from a person they just want to own a home, but make it their own 
type renovation, you know, like, for example, like this might be somebody's forever home. They might want to start their family and they want to fix it up to to what they like. Exactly. So, you know, it depends on what you're trying to do with that particular fixer upper. But yeah. And And lastly, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no worries. Um, and also, this is also a Stacy question. <laughs> like, there's actually loans out there, you guys, that can help you fix your home up. It's Absolutely. called a 203K loan. Yes. But, FHA, you know. FHA, 203K. Yep. They have FHA and conventional but again, this is a Stacy question. That's a Stacy question. <laughs> we will get into that later on. But and our yeah. last and our last myth is what's the myth? You do not you don't need a real estate agent. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I mean, that's true. However, I feel like you will you will lose a lot of money. This is just me personally. If you're one of those people, you're trying to save every penny, every dollar, it's not going to help you in this instance because, especially if this is your first time doing it, Mm -hmm. trying to purchase some properties or what have you, you can lose a lot of time. And mind you, you can't get your time back. Absolutely. You You will forget to research something detrimental to the purchase of this property that you're looking at. Yes. For example... You know, as a real estate agent, we can either see or we can talk to certain people regarding um, if they owe any taxes on this property. And also, you know, um, if you hire a lawyer, they can tell you that, too. But we have tools where we can see those type of things and you might miss out on a lot of money costly. That's going to cost you just because you didn't do or think about that type of thing when looking for a home. Yes. And a good real estate agent, we will help you stay in your budget. We'll yes, find we options will. that will fit your needs that aren't online and yes. assist you in making the right offer to purchase your home. And we do so much more. So a lot of advantages that we have that, you might think, oh, you know what? I don't need no real estate agent. But guess what? If you are a buyer, you do not pay our commission. You That's the not. beauty of it. And you're getting all this basically for free. Free 99. Tell them. Free yes. 99. Free. <laughs> You know, we're, we're doing, we're looking for a house for you. We're looking, um, we're assisting you with telling you to make the right offers and trying to keep you in your budget. Because I know when you go into these beautiful homes, especially model homes, you like, ah, I want this house. And then yes. we and Tiara will pull you back and say, no, no. we want to keep you on budget. We have a budget. We have exactly. A budget. And you, you know, know, one thing that I like about Crystal and I is that we, we're not going to just have you purchase any old home. We're going to look out for the well-being. Now, yes. granted, all real estate agents are supposed to do that. Um, and, you know, we have to look, look out for the best interest for the public and for our clients. We are licensed professionals. Uh, so 
we're going to look out for your best interests. Yes. You know, we're not going to jeopardize, you know, our education and licenses, you know, to hinder your chances of getting a home that you want. But at the same time, you know, we got to reel it in like, okay, let's reel it in, you know. Let's get back to let's get back to over here. Absolutely. So thank <laughs> and, and you. you know yes. and we need people like that. We need people to make us feel uh what's the word? Like um have us uh feel oh my gosh, I forgot the word. It was like on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, she's gonna get it, y'all. She's gonna, I'm gonna get it. it. I'm gonna get it, but pretty much make you responsible. <laughs> like we're gonna make you responsible to Make sure you stay on track. You know, you already saved all this money to get this home. We, you already fixed your credit. You know, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we want to do is hinder your chances of purchasing a home, something that you can afford and something that you will love. Yes. So a lot of us realtors, and that's another myth as as well as you don't need a real estate agent, but a lot of, and we hear this, oh, they just want to take your money, but we are here to walk you through it. Yeah, It can be overwhelming, especially for a first time home buyer, but we are here for you day and night. I mean, I receive phone calls at 1035 at night on exactly. a Sunday, you know, that's what a good realtor do, meaning answering your questions pushing down the fears because fear come from, I don't know. So therefore we are here, Tierra and Lai, as well as Stacy, we are here to answer all your questions as well as we're not going to dismiss you. You ask us because more questions you have and more answers you have, that fear level will start coming down. And that's what a good realtor do. That's yeah. what a good roller to do. So on that note, we are going to um unless Tierra have something else. I mean oh, oh my God. Did we just do our first episode? Yes, we did. Oh my oh, God. Uh, 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 uh. yes we did so uh, we tried to stay under 30 minutes because we started but me and Tierra you know when look it's like 38 minutes so but you know what you guys thank you for tuning in thank you excited to present more episodes in the future also if you want to follow us you can follow me on Instagram Tierra underscore real pro which is t-i-a-r-a underscore r-e-a-l-p-r-o on instagram and you can follow me on instagram that's p-s underscore crystal c-r-y-s-t-a-l-g all right well you know what that's it for our first episode in home alone you guys we will talk to you soon have a great night And we will talk to you soon and stay tuned. Stay tuned.